Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at ZaynerMinistries.com. Now, here's Evangelist Nick. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 1 John chapter 5. And uh, I'm going to start in verse 4. And as you're going there, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 is where I'll start. I was praying today, uh, for obviously for tonight, and for you guys, and for this church. And um, this church, out of all the other churches, obviously is going to be a little more closer to my heart because of uh, the pastors here. And um, what I really felt, and I, I'm not just saying this to... Uh, to say it, I really felt the Lord say, tell them that when Pastor Debbie comes, it's going to be a time of receiving rather than a time of breaking through. Like her having to break things through, but it's going to be the time to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he sent me ahead of time. I was the John the Baptist for P- Pastor Debbie. Amen. So tell her, Evangelist Nick broke you through before you got here. So it's just time for everyone just to receive what God has. Amen. Not saying that she can do that. She knows how to do that. But I, I really felt that. Um, not to be spiritual or super spiritual. Who, who is he? No, not, it has nothing to do with me. I just really felt like it's going to be more of a time to receive instead of giving, I should say. I should have put it that way. I mean, you're going to give. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be the fourth quarter of the year is going to be a, a time to uh, really receive all that God has. Amen. And that starts October 1st, but you don't have to wait until then. We can get a little little bit here early. Amen. Are you guys in 1 John chapter 5? Verse 4 says, and Evangelist Oscar was in the flow, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. I want you to say that with me. Even our faith. Some translations just say our faith. Uh, The title of my message, if I was to give it one, would be called Faith That Doesn't Quit Until It Breaks Through. Faith that doesn't quit until it breaks through. Amen. You know, this generation needs to learn a little bit from the older generations of how not to quit. Amen. And that's not a slam on this generation. This uh, Generation Z or whatever it is it's called now. I believe they're the most gifted generation. They have the technology. They have advances like we've never seen. But one thing that they got to grab a hold of, and even us, whether you're in that generation or not, is having an attitude that you're never going to quit. Amen. That you're never going to back down until you have all that God has for you. When you have that attitude, you are going uh, to provoke God far more than if you're just lethargic about your faith. We can't be lethargic about our faith. We've overcome already. We already have the victory through our faith. So what happens is, is the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. In other words, you're going to reap what God has promised you if you don't quit. You get what I'm saying there? If you don't give up, if you keep going forward with God, if you keep stepping forward step by step, we sung the song, I walk by faith. Each step I take is by faith. We walk by faith. It's a walk. It's a journey. Enjoy the journey. Amen. You should enjoy the walk of faith. 
Just because things don't come when you think they should doesn't mean they're never going to come. Amen. We, we are overcomers because of our faith. And we need to have a I don't quit mentality. Everybody say, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Hallelujah. Go to Mark 11, 22. You guys are very familiar with this passage. But you can't ever exhaust even one scripture in God's word. Amen. Many have tried. And it's just impossible. The Bible says this. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Everybody say, have faith in God. Not your pastor. Don't have faith in your pastor. I keep saying, I've said that every service, but I think it's, it's needed to be said. Don't have faith in your pastor. Your pastor has to have faith in God himself. Don't have faith in your favorite evangelist. They got to have faith in God themselves. Amen. It's good to, their faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If they're preaching the word of God, have faith in the word that they're preaching, not in them as an individual. Amen. Because man will let you down. Back in the 1980s, everyone put their faith in a man and then he fell. Big ministry, Louisiana. Thank God he got under the blood of Jesus. I'm not to bring up his past, but that caused many people. Their faith was in that evangelist, not in God. Have faith in God. Why? Because God will never let you down. As long as you don't quit, God's coming through. God's going to make a way where there is no way. You know, God has to work with people. That's, some, that's the, really the problem. Not, it's not a problem. It's the challenge with God. Is God's trying to shift this over here and move this over here, but it takes cooperation of man, and he's saying, hey, I already have the promise for you. The breakthrough is inevitable, but I'm trying to work some things out on the side, so it feels like it's taking a little bit longer, but I'm actually positioning everything to work exactly how I told you it's going to work out. Amen. And see, what the devil does is he plays on your mind on those different things. And he tries to get you to think it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Just give up. God, God's a liar. Your pastor is just, I know he keeps quoting, have faith in God. If you say that mountain, it'll be removed, but that mountain is not moved. Where's God at? Have you ever had that record playing in your mind or that Spotify uh, song repeating in your head? Because we don't have records anymore. And if you do, they're probably never used because they're very valuable. Amen. But we've all heard the same song and dance. But God is not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that should repent. We already have the victory through our faith in Christ. That's why we started with 1 John 5, 4. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. How many people are born of God in here? That means you're born again. You're part of the family of God. Amen. And God is undefeated. He's the undefeated heavyweight champion of the universe. The undefeated, uncontested. No one comes close. I love the song, uh, what a beautiful name in the bridge that says, you have no rival, you have no equal. Why? Because God is not, you know, wrestling with the devil and it's like a close match. No, the devil is so defeated, he's under your feet, he's under the feet of God. He, He shouldn't even be a part of the conversation because he's already defeated. And the only way he can get a foothold in your life is if you allow him to. Amen. And you, we have to guard our minds, guard our hearts, guard our, guard our faith. Because what happens is he wants to sow seeds of doubt. 
Will God come through? Where is God? You know, you've been pressing in for so long now. Is he really ever going to come through? I don't know. Maybe I should give up. Maybe that, you know, that word of faith type preaching just doesn't work. Absolutely not. The devil is a liar. It does work. It's just we got to be patient with God. What does the Bible say? Through faith and patience you shall what? Inherit the promises of God. That means, in other words, through faith and patience, God will do what he said he will do. But through faith and patience, we want everything right now. And I believe every time I lay hands on somebody, I'm contending for a right now miracle. Like my brother said, faith is now. But faith is now, but sometimes you don't, you know, you don't have the, the keys to the car right when you believe with it, believe for it. Sometimes they do. Sometimes someone hands you the keys right away. But other times it's just you're standing in faith until you see that thing come to pass. It doesn't mean God won't provide. It just means you've got to stand. Therefore, stand. When you've done all that you can do, stand. That, that's a, I'm not quitting until God comes through. Come heaven or high water, I'm going to hold my miracle in my hand. Mer- breakthrough is inevitable if you don't quit. Amen. Amen. And, God, and, you know, the devil wants you to quit because your breakthrough is not just for you. Your breakthrough is for the others. It's, 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 for, it's so bigger than just yourself. It's, it's, it's beyond that. And, and we got to grab, grab those truths and not quit. Amen. Go with me now to Luke chapter 18. This is a great parable that actually the Lord, he took me down this journey um, in August. And we're standing in faith for some big things. You know, I was really hoping to be able to get up here and testify in Kansas and even uh, Ohio. And you know what? The Lord can still and will come through. Amen. I'm being, I'm being tested in my faith because I'm believing God um, for a studio, for an office. And we walked into this place and loved it. I mean, before I came, you know, faith without works is dead. You've got to put your faith into action. If I want a studio, I can't just say, Lord, thank you for a studio, and then never get up and go look at different potentials. And, you know, we went into this place, loved it. We both felt the peace of God on it, me and my wife, everything. We loved it. We loved it. But there was another uh, business in there, and the door was open. And they were listening to our conversation about how we're going to broadcast and preach the gospel. And then over the weekend, they say, you know what, we're actually going to take those office spaces Absolutely not. God's going to open up something better then, devil. Because I'm not going to get discouraged over that. See, through faith and patience, that, that was our place. The devil thinks he can take it, but he's just, it's just he's going to end up paying for our office in our studio. See, I'm not giving up on what God put in my heart. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, not, I'm preaching myself through it with you. Amen. This isn't just like a great message, don't quit. I mean, I'm talking about I'm not quitting. Amen. I'm not giving up. Come on. You guys are going to hear the testimony of what God does. I mean, it's going to be bigger than anything we can ever dream or imagine. Because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. If I'm asking for it, it's going to be better than what I'm asking. And the devil ain't going to discourage me one bit. Because at first I want to get discouraged. I mean, oh, come on. This guy they basically didn't even want it before we walked in. And now they're listening to us. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to take it now. For what? You don't need this. You've been sitting on this for months. Well, you know what? God's got something better. Come on, that's, that's the attitude you've got to put in yourself. 
that I'm not giving up until I see this thing. I'm holding my miracle. And I'm telling you, that, that gets God's attention. Amen. Go, are you in Luke chapter 18? Verse 1. And I'm, I'm very happy. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm upset at the devil, but he's already defeated. Amen. I'm happy with you guys. Bible says, then he spoke a parable to them, Jesus did, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. There, isn't that great? He spoke a parable to them and said, men ought to, they ought to pray and not lose heart. You know, when you feel like giving up and quitting, that's a good time to hit your knees and start praying. Men not to lose heart, they should, they should pray. But then he goes on to say, saying, there was a certain city and a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So this is just a sinful man has no care of who God is. I mean, just think of potentially, you know, a judge somewhere in Colorado or wherever they live, and they just, they're, they're just a sinner. That's who, that's what, this is what's going on. I'm trying to give you a real-life picture here. He didn't regard God, didn't fear God, nor he could care less what people were going through. But there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me for my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing she weary me. You God will raise up an avenger for you. Amen. Just pick your favorite avenger. God's raising him up for you. Amen. Come on. Captain America is going to help you out. Iron Man. The Hulk. And the kids are happy. Amen. That's just a joke. But. An avenger is one who's going to fight on your behalf, who's going to help you. Amen. Lest by her continuing to weary me, it will wear me out. And then verse 6, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. I want you to say speedily. Not slow, though it seems like it's been slow up until this point. But if you bombard heaven, men not ought to lose heart, but pray. But pray. What did Jesus say? Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and what? The door shall be opened. He's referring to prayer. Ask, seek, knock. Bombard heaven. Not in a begging mentality. Because you, we started out, you are, you are already victorious because of your faith. We're not trying to gain victory. We already have victory. You're not trying to be blessed. You are blessed. But you got to storm heaven and say, God, this is what your word says. I'm not seeing what your word says. And I'm not calling you a liar, but I know just like this woman is pounding at the door of the judge saying, give me justice. Give me justice. And this is a sinful man. And he still moves on her behalf to give her justice because she won't quit bugging him. And I'm not saying you can ever bug God because you can't bug God. But I'm telling you, you can get there into that place, and then they, the Lord is looking and saying, there they go again, bombarding heaven, uh, claiming my word, speaking the word of God, going to prayer, reminding me of my word, and he looks over his word to perform it. And I'm telling you today, whatever's been held up, whatever's been stopped, whatever you've been believing for, it comes to you speedily in Jesus' mighty name because you're bombarding heaven. And if you believe it, shout amen. It's coming quickly. 
Say quickly, speedily, quick. That's not my, that's not a great evangelist, you know, punchline. That's what the Bible says. Speedily, the Lord will avenge you. The battle's not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. You got to bombard heaven, though, and remind him of what he said. That's what this representation of the judge and this woman, she's going in there saying, give me justice because this ain't right. You know it ain't right, judge. And he could care less about people. But because she kept going and saying, this isn't right, this isn't right, this isn't right. He was a man, and he got tired, and he said, forget it. I'm tired of her coming. She ain't ever going to quit. And uh, and so give her her justice. But God is, 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 we got to go to him and remind him of his word. Day and night, day and night, day and night. Remind him. Don't quit. Come on, we can't quit. You're not going to quit. You're going you're gonna to see it in your hand. Come on, this church ain't going to quit. These pastors ain't going to quit. This church is going to grow. This church is going to increase. Come on, we're not quitting on this city. We're just getting started. And it can happen speedily. Just like that, boom. Come on, it's time to pray, church. I said it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to get in the secret place and pray. Pray like it all depends on God and then get up and go like it all depends on you because it does. But you got to pray. I mean, I'm telling you, if you, when you start pressing in, in in prayer, and it's not a begging. It's, we're not begging God to do anything. God, he's done it already. We're contending to see the promises manifested in our life. Amen. And uh, that's, what we, that's what you have to have. That's what Abraham had. That's what Joshua had. That's what Caleb had. They had a, they had a spirit of faith about them. There was a spirit of faith. Faith is, of, is a spirit. It's an attitude. It's a, when something contrary to what God says comes up, it's a, no, that's got to change. It's, it comes off arrogant, but it's not arrogance. It's confidence in who they know they are in Christ and who he is. Because if it's contrary to what God said, it's, it's no, I'm not settling for that. It's got to change because he said it's got to change. Otherwise, if you don't really believe it, why even be here tonight on a Wednesday night? Come on. I mean, I know that's just straight to, straight to it. And I can say that as an evangelist. But come on. How many of you seen God come through for you in different areas? Why would he not come through for you again? You hear the testimonies of someone else, God coming through. Why would that discourage you? That should encourage you because you're next. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The devil is a hope thief. you got to engage the force of hope. Because when you hear what happened to somebody else, that should get you excited for what God's going to do for you. It ain't going to happen the same way that it happened for them. So just get excited for your own unique testimony. Amen. But it's going to happen as long as you keep the faith, as long as you keep going. You don't quit. Amen. Come on, it's time to pray. And then it goes on to say here, as we continue on, in verse 8, I tell you, he would avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Do we not know that Jesus is coming soon? I believe that he's going to find faith on the earth. I believe he's going to find faith in Kansas. I believe he's going to find faith with you. Amen. Because you're contending. You're contending. 
Come on, when you're in a fight of what? The faith. You're contending. You're fighting. You're not fighting the devil. The good fight of faith is not the fight with the devil. The good fight of faith is the fight to stand on what God said until it comes to pass. Amen. And really, the person you're fighting is you. So just get in the mirror, put your boxing gloves on, and start sparring with yourself because you're the one who will either cause the breakthrough to take place because of your faith or you're the one who will cause it to quit because you quit. Because God's saying breakthrough is inevitable. Victory is promised. It's already yours, but you got to fight the good fight of faith. you got to say, I'm not quitting no matter what it takes. I'm not giving up. Don't stop believing. Turn on the journey song if you have to, if you got to encourage yourself. Do whatever it takes. Don't stop believing in Jesus. I know that's not the lyrics, but don't stop believing. You guys are like, man, he's got all the songs again. You got, you can't, you got to have unshakable faith. Unshakable. I mean, to the point where sometimes you just look absolutely ridiculous. They're still believing for that. Hasn't it been so long? I mean, look at the testimony on Sunday night. Two years, if you knew the whole backstory and everything, you'd say, these guys are crazy. They need to go do something else. They're standing in faith for this? They they looked ridiculous. But no, unshakable. Unshakable. Why? Because they built their life upon the foundation. Jesus said, if you build your life upon the foundation of my sayings, when the winds and waves blow, you will not be shaken or overtaken. Amen. You'll withstand. You'll withstand. Be unshakable. Hallelujah. And I'm looking at people who are unshakable in their faith. You know, you might have fell here and there and this thing tripped you up and you got into a little discouragement because that happens. But guess what? You get, right, you get right back up on your feet and you get right back in your prayer closet and you say, Lord, forgive me that I went into doubt and unbelief, but I'll never doubt, I'll never doubt again. I know you're coming through. And God just like accelerates you right back because it's speedily. If you bombard heaven, come on. That's what men of old did. They bombarded heaven and said, God, I'm tired of what my nation looks like. And they got into all-night prayer meetings. They got into, they prayed themselves all the way through the night. Jesus, Jesus prayed all night long sometimes, just saying, I got to see a breakthrough for these people. Do you think Jesus just walked out one day and never prayed and did anything uh, to receive what he was doing? No, he humbled himself like a man. He was demonstrating to us what we should do. How did he go out and see people get healed, people get delivered all the time? He was out in the woods praying to his heavenly father and getting tanked up and coming out in the next day full of power and glory. And things happen because he was praying it through. The old timers used to call it praying it through. You pray it until it's, it's a victory in your heart. And then nothing can shake you. That's why nothing can shake me from getting this office space, this studio space. And it's going to be decked out with all the cameras and everything. And so we can have a full-blown, real nice studio. Amen. Nothing's going to shake that from me. Just like I'm just, as it's, it's, it's in me like I'm born again. No one's going to talk me out of it. What is that thing for you, though? That's my thing. That's what I'm going through. But what's, what's, what, what are you going through? Is it your body? Is it your healing? You've you got to stay and stay strong until you see that thing manifest in your body. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed in through the crowd. 
She said, I'm going to press in until I get this thing. She had unshakable faith. Even if I die along the way, so be it. But I'm going to do everything I can to receive from the healer. Amen. Not just give up one time after Pastor Bruce laid hands on me and nothing happened. That's called shakable faith. It's shaken. It's loose. No, it's even if I don't see it there, but that you put your faith on there, that it's going to happen there. But even if not, I'm going to get in God's word and I'm going to receive the promise for myself until it manifests at my home. Hallelujah. Come on. The old time saints, they used to, even for the Holy Ghost, and I don't believe we need to do tarry rooms and stuff, but they used to tarry all night to get filled with the Holy Ghost. They used to just not leave a, a, a person's home until they spoke in tongues. That's the mentality of these older, you know, generations. Come on, we got to push past uh, our mindset on fast food and, and, you know, Internet. If it's a little bit slow, we're getting aggravated because our phone ain't refreshing at 5G+. Plus and it is ridiculous. It doesn't f- refresh that fast. But these things are... These things are changing the way we think that everything's got to be boom, 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 boom. And yes, God is, he's the God of suddenlies. He's the God of instant. He's the God of, of, of boom, it's right there. But also, what about the things that you haven't seen yet? You got to keep pressing through. Press in. Everybody say press. Press in. Press through. Press until you see the breakthrough. Amen. It's not you trying to earn it. A lot of times, prayer is just trying to get you out of the way to receive it. Prayer and fasting. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. Who knows the story where the man, the boy, convulsing. Jesus is up on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? He's with three of his homeboys, Peter, John, and James, right? They're up there, the three closest to him. The rest of them are down there trying to cast the devil out of a boy. And they can't. And many, many people, especially this crazy deliverance movement and all this stuff, they're all talk, you know, getting all weird and flaky, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail, but it's just Christians can't have devils. All this, it's just ridiculous. But anyways, Jesus is trying to teach them a lesson, and he's saying this kind does not come out by prayer and fasting. Many people say the devil couldn't come out without prayer and fasting, but he said it was because of your unbelief. And this kind of an unbelief does not come out, but yet through prayer and fasting. In other words, getting you out of the way because your flesh can rise up to a point where your spirit, man, gets so dull you can't hear God or you can't receive from God because your flesh is dominating your life. In other words, he said, crucify your flesh daily instead of just Sunday. Hallelujah. And when you live that way and you don't quit and you keep moving forward, you're going to see the breakthrough. It's inevitable. Amen. You just got to press through. You got to not quit. Come on. I'm encouraging you tonight. Because if you don't quit, you always win. We win when we don't quit. We fight the good fight of faith. Paul, even Paul, he didn't quit even to the point of dying. They killed him. And he still never lost. Because to live with to live here with you is, is nice, but to die is gain. That's what he said. You you always win if you don't quit. Who feels encouraged here tonight? Come on, you're breaking through. You're turning around. You might be saying, well, it's the last night of that, and I haven't really seen it yet. I'm telling you, it's inevitable. If you don't, if you don't quit, if you keep going, if you don't stop, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. I want to give you this. 
Faith doesn't run from obstacles. Faith runs towards your obstacles and speaks to your obstacles until they get out of the way. you got to run at whatever's trying to keep you back. Amen. If it's debt, you run at debt. You take it out. If it's sickness or disease, stop hiding from it. Run at it with faith and with your words. Amen. Figure out what's going on with you so you know how to deal with it. Amen. You run. If it's fear, fear to fly, fear to get on a boat, fear to climb a ladder, I don't know what it is, run at it. Hallelujah. You run at it. David ran at Goliath. David was the only one who didn't run from Goliath. He had a spirit of faith about him. And he said he doesn't defy us as an army. He defies the living God. Come on. Whatever's standing in your way, the obstacle is defying the promises of God. The same way Goliath was defying the army of God, that obstacle is defying God's promise. And the only reason why many Christians don't see the promise fulfilled is because they they don't operate in faith. They just give up and cave. Come on. Run at it. Practically speaking, do whatever it takes to get rid of that thing in your life, to deal with it. Because really what God is trying to tell you is, is, you know, some people are just saying, 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 speaking at it, speaking at it. I believe in speaking. I believe in uh, life and death or in the power of the tongue. You better believe it. Mark 11, I read the first part, have faith in God. But the second part talks about saying unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea. Doubt not in your heart, but believe those things that you say. You'll have whatsoever you say. I believe in speaking. But there's got to be some corresponding action to that speaking. It, you got you got to run at the thing because you're speaking to it already. You you got part one down, but you run at it. Well, I know it's scary though. If I run at it, what happens if it runs at me? What happens if as as I start to? <laughs> I mean, it might be a person or something. Be careful. I'm not saying. You never know. You never know. But you're saying, and then you you run at it, but then you start. It starts revealing other things that you knew was there, but you didn't want to deal with those. But now you're going to have to deal with all this stuff behind it. But I'm telling you, as you do, God will supernaturally anoint you and grace you to deal with those things so you can get it up out of the way because you already got it working in your mouth, saying it out of your mouth, and God is saying, look, I need that, those words. I need them to stick somewhere because right now all you're doing is saying it, but when you act upon it, it starts to stick to the thing that you're moving on. And then you, then it moves. Amen. Like the Holy Ghost hovering over the face of the waters. He was looking to move. Light, be, and then boom, it was. Because the Holy Spirit went to work. Come on, you got to give, you got to let God go to work for you. Put him to work. Come on, life gets so much easier. Faith is not complicated, guys. Faith is easy when you put God to work. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's not hard to serve God. It's hard just to put our flesh down and let God work for us because we want to do it ourselves. Now, you sound, now, preacher, you sound like you're contradicting yourself. You're supposed to say and then begin to start doing something. But what I'm telling you is the thing you're avoiding is the thing you know you can't do it in yourself anyways. That's why you're not even moving forward. But then when you move forward, then God goes to work for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be afraid of moving forward. You just would have moved forward 10 years ago or whatever. Move forward. And then God, boom, begins to move that thing out of the way because you're moving. When you move, God moves. God's in you. Greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. When you move, he moves. 
You guys are thinking of that song, aren't you? When I move, you move. Move, move. When I move, you move. Move. I knew it. I can see it in your eyes. Is he going to sing it tonight? When I move, you move. Move. Come on. When you move, God moves. When circumstances defy the word of God, you must take a stand against it. Physically, mentally, materially, financially, whatever it is. Spiritually. Your family's going to get saved. Amen. You stand against that. You raise your kids up in a godly home. You did the best you could and did everything you can. And now they're not even serving God because they left your home and they're doing whatever. Stand upon the promises of God. Stand. They're going to come back. Amen. Don't give up on them. Hallelujah. It's maturity to admit that you've missed it in an area that God has promised is yours. And God in his mercy will restore what the devil has kept in darkness. It's maturity to miss. Hey, I haven't actually moved like I should have. Humility. You humble yourself. You know what? I know I've been saying, 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 but I've done zero doing. That's maturity. The Bible says that we're to be perfected. That word perfected means to be matured. Amen. Just like you, one day you want your kids to admit that they actually were doing wrong. And they matured up and said, you know what? Actually, what I'm doing is wrong. Instead of just making all these excuses that they were, weren't doing anything wrong. And you know they were. And then there's something, there's something about when they say, yeah, I was. And they matured. They said, you know what? This was wrong. And I changed. I'm sorry. But then what do you do right after that? Oh, I, I forgive you. And then you just go on blessing them even more. You go on helping them. Because you're your kids. Come on. That's what God is waiting to do. Hallelujah. We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us to be in faith. Faith is moving. Faith is working. Faith is speaking. Faith is, faith is in this word, not in your pastor, not in your apostle, not on your favorite YouTube channel evangelist. Their opinions. That ain't where faith is. Faith is in God's word. Now, if they're speaking God's word, I'm on there. You would say, man, that's not a good plug for your channel. I'm on there, but if, if what I'm saying is an opinion, and you, you can throw that right out the window because that's my opinion. But if it's the Word of God, our job is to preach faith, preach the Word. Hallelujah. It's, faith is what pleases God. It's the spiritual substance that moves the hand of God. Hallelujah. I'm getting in a little teachy mode here, but I think it's necessary. I love to run around and jump and dance and I don't like to run like my brother. He runs pretty fast. But you know what? There's times to just think what what God is doing. Amen. Jesus said this, Mark 9, 23. If you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. What is staring you down tonight, this Wednesday night? We're going to pray here soon. But what's staring you down that maybe you've said, you know what, this is impossible, I, I give up. And maybe you convince yourself, I let go and I'm just letting God. But really, you just gave up your faith. Because some people hide behind the fact that, well, God's got it in control. But really, you've just given up your faith on it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's not faith. That's a Hobby Lobby poster. <laughs> I don't like them. Those aggravate me. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. My God, gag me with a spoon. 
It's gross. All things are possible to those who believe, who don't give up, who don't quit. Amen. And there's many, t- there's going to be many opportunities to quit. Many. The devil will make sure you have many, and your own flesh will make sure you have many. But just like you get up every single day and you want to quit your job because you're just tired of clocking in at 9 and going home at 5, but you get up anyways because you know you got to take care of your family, you still got to get up every single day and put in the work and put in your faith, amen, and say, you know what, I may not feel like it, but I know if all things are possible to those who believe, then I'm going to see this thing come to pass. So I'm going to sit down and do my devotions. I'm going to sit down and speak the word of God out of my mouth, whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to stand and I'm going to go to church on Wednesdays. I'm going to go to church on Sundays. And I'm going to put my derriere right there in that seat and I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise God whether I feel like it or not. And I'm telling you what you get that you get in that mode and you say you know what I'm going to go to church and put in my work and put in my devotions and go and pray and do everything just like you get up and go to your job because you know that you need the money to f- provide for your family I'm telling you quickly and speedily the things that you've been believing God for are going to come to you quick because you're you're just you're putting in the work amen and it's not my yoke is easy my burden is light Jesus said you know, the yoke goes over the oxen. That's what he was talking about. We don't understand that because we have, you know, John Deere's and, and <laughs> Case IH, and we have all these tractors and do all these things. They used to have ox, animals, and they put these yokes over them. And the, it used to be rough with them, you know, to move them. And the, the, the yoke is, is on there, and they move them tough and rough, and, and they work them hard. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It doesn't mean that there's no work. When a yoke is easy and the burden is light, there's still a little bit of movement. (laughs) Hello. So many Christians have just put it off to, I can just sit there and everything's just going to poof. Absolutely not. It's not. Nothing's going to happen. And that's where they get it. Well, them name it, claim it, you know, blab it, yab it. They get the bad rep. But we're not, no one, none of those people are saying you don't put in the work. They're just, we're speaking, then we're doing we're speaking, then we're doing. Amen. And it's easy. The yoke is easy. The burden is light. When God says do this, you do it, and it's like, oh, wow, that was the easiest thing I ever did. Another somebody who is not saved says, I can't believe you did that. That's absolutely crazy. Why would you do that? I would be, I'd be out of my mind if I did that. Yeah, because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm putting in the work, though. Come on, you got to put in the work. Get in your Bible daily. Do what Jesus says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is this helping you guys tonight? It's Wednesday night Bible study. Go with me to Matthew 15, 21. We're going to pray here soon. I want you to see this story of this woman who wouldn't quit. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to a region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came before that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away. She cries out after us. Now, that's where most, sadly, believers in America, not in here but outside of here, would just say, Okay, okay, let's not bother Jesus anymore. That's it. His disciples are starting to say something. We're rattling some things. Jesus didn't even reply. 
well, let's leave. But this woman had an I'm not quitting mentality. And then they said, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he said, look, I want to help, but I can't. I'm on an assignment from my heavenly father. That's to the people of Israel, not to the Gentiles, not to those who aren't of the family yet. But then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take a children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Sometimes when you're waiting on your breakthrough and you're pressing in, there's going to be some things that offend you. The evangelist is going to come to town and say some things and say, well, that's not been my story. Has that ever happened? When the evangelist comes in, starts rattling off of their testimony and even gives their direct opinion on how you've got to see this thing happen or otherwise you're not in faith and you're this or that, and all of a sudden an offense might come. Or the, the word of God might offend you, and, you know, like I like said, speedily, but some of you might be saying, well, I've been believing for 10 years. Speedily? Absolutely not. Not for me. But that's what Jesus was saying. Look, it's not good to give this little bread to the, to the dogs. In other words, he called her a dog. Any way you looked that up, he basically almost borderline cursed at her. Borderline. You're, you are a dog. I don't want to give that. But look at her, her response. See, how you respond to God's word matters. Amen. She was putting in the work for her daughter to be delivered. Her faith was active. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great, great is your faith. There's only two people Jesus said you had great faith. It was her and the centurion soldier. That was it. Two Gentile people. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Her daughter was healed that very hour. Amen. So as we're about to pray, I want to ask you to be honest with yourself here tonight. Is there areas in your life where you've said, you know what, I've given up, I've quit. You, you, you need the Holy Ghost defibrillators to come upon you and bring you back to life. Boom. My faith is dead in this area. Maybe, maybe a lot of you aren't. This is a good church, so I don't believe there is. But just do a checkup. Do a checkup. Say, you know what, what where, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm growing weary in this area. Double down in that area. Double down. Get up every day. Double down and put in the work. Read your Bible. Get, get material on that subject. Or maybe it's healing. Get, dive into healing until you see that thing. The woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. You don't have to go 12 years. You don't even have to go 12 minutes. But when, it has to be faith coming alive in you and corresponding action that follows. Be honest with yourself. Maturity says maybe my faith is not there. Get in the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Humble yourself. Watch how quickly it will come to pass when you do that. Instead of fighting yourself, saying, well, I am in faith. I'm doing what they're telling me to do. No, just be like, maybe I'm not. And then humble yourself and start doing it. And you'll receive. Amen? Hallelujah. So why don't you just close your eyes. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you look over your word to perform it. And as people do an evaluation, Holy Spirit revealed to them different areas that they need to work on. And Lord, as they put in the work, Father, we thank you that they will see speedily answers, speedily breakthroughs. 
bring everything to them that they need as they make these adjustments. Because you said, ask, seek, and knock. And tonight we're going into the prayer closet. And we're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking. And the door is going to be open to us because you promised it. And we have confidence and faith in you. In Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZaynerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.